say and then. And then. No more and then. And then. <laughs> but and then. then, 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 then. <laughs> no more and then. What is that movie? Dude uh, with my car. Yeah. Don't know it. What does mine what? say? Dude, what does yours say? Sweet. Sweet. What does mine say? Dude. Dude. What, what does, does mine, mine say? Sweet. <laughs> Dude, what a classic. Welcome back to another episode of Not Gonna Mess This Up, a podcast on how to get through life and all the shit that comes with it. We've got real people with real stories and the mistakes they've made and the lessons they've learned, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. So take notes, guys, because we're not going to mess this up. I'm your host, Junie. And joining us today is Adelaide again. And I'm back. Rory's here. Thank you for joining me, guys. Let's go. Nina's also here, by the way, guys. So what's up, Just Nina? Just silently in the background. Hello. Hello. Oh, hi, yo. So, guys. Oh, my God. My voice just cracked. Yes. It's all that karaoke, Matt. I didn't actually think that I was going to be able to speak today. Oh, you're doing it. You you sang a lot, actually, last night now that I think it There was it. a lot of, um, I'm going to do this myself. Get out of the way. Give me the microphone. <laughs> Give me the microphone <laughs> now. I was not like that. No, it was more of, no one knows this or Danny's the only one that can sing it. Here. I love the fact that the first song that we started off with was the Bruno Mars song. Like, I was just like, that is a Danielle Lang song any day of the week. Not really. It, every time that we have sung... Or, like, done karaoke, even at home, or even, like, when we've just, like, played tunes at home and sung along, without fail, that song comes on, Daddy. Oh, well. I guess it is my song. It is your song. It's talking to the moon. Yeah. Am I sad and depressed? Oh, my goodness. Yes, you are. All right. Get the shovels out. Let's get deep. (laughs) It's getting deep for this episode, guys. I'm a little bit nervous about this episode. I'm not going to lie. Get the excavators out. Yep. So, we're going to be looking at... I guess past and previous experiences that have actually shaped who we are now or has, I don't know, what, what do I say? It's more of an effect on your choices and things that will impact your life, I suppose. Like, for example, someone has done something to you and it leaves you with like, uh, not an irk, but you're like, ooh, that's what happened last time before it went to shit. I have it. Pretty have much it. traumatic experiences that you've had and what your trauma response to them is. I was just going to say trauma, but not from your parents. <laughs> <laughs> we have enough of that. That's an entirely different episode on its own. Yeah. Oh, dude. Trauma from people that aren't your parents. Mm. Let's go. Let's start. What do you got, Adelaide? Oh, don't start with me. All right. What do you got, Rory? Well, and a simple one for me would be lately, I said to Adelaide a while ago, I have been in the past where I feel like I've basically just been a bridge for the person that I am with or that friend to get to their next stage in life. And then they're just like, all right, mate, flick, see you later, bye. I've taken on people in my life where I've helped them financially or physically or just basically been there for them and then they've stepped into that new career that I've helped them study for or like just help them pay their way to get to and not saying that I do this for everyone but like they're obviously significant people in my life at the time and then I remember one I was staying up late helping with exams and flashcards and like doing all this stuff 
and now they're making like 115 grand a year and I wouldn't be able to tell you where they work, what they do. Well, I know what they do because I helped them study for it, but mm. I wouldn't be able to tell you where they work, where they live. So I remember I was talking to Adelaide. I'm like, I feel like what's going to happen is I'm going to get with, we're going to be together. We're going to be happy. And then I'll push you to do something because that's the kind of person I am. If you want to do something, you want to achieve it. I will help you achieve it. And I'll do anything that I can to make sure you are in the right direction to achieve that goal of yours. And then as soon as you hit it, it's like, I don't need bye. Yeah. I feel like we all kind of have that a little bit though. Hey, we do. Cause I like, I could a hundred percent understand where he was coming from when we had that conversation, because it like, it was quite a significant conversation in our relationship to have. Um, cause it happened like quite early on. And it was like, it was a little bit emotional actually, because like, in my mind, I was just like, this boy thinks that I'm just going to use him and leave him, but I genuinely love this boy. And, but I can, I can see where he comes from because he dubbed himself as the bridge for people. Um, <laughs> the which, bridge. Yeah. Like where he, like, he was effectively like the bridge that helped them get to the other side of where they needed to go. And as soon as they were there, like. They just keep walking and the bridge was in their background. Simple yeah. as that. And you kind of just got like left behind or like. Which is, like, which is really sad. Like, it is really sad. But at the same time, like, I can 100% see where he's coming from because, like, I've noticed that, like, from what he's told me about his previous relationships, like, he's always been the carer in those mm. relationships where he's looked after um, other people and he's, like, being the one that's provided for other people. And I can 100% see where he's coming from in that respect because I've also had that same role in previous relationships as well, which is kind of a little bit odd for, like like for us now like in our relationship because i don't know which one of us is, is the carer is now, the carer now. that's we a lie it's a hundred percent me because you're a child <laughs> no but like i feel like like i think yes in like it's in different regards yeah right? different yeah. Aspects. No, like yeah different yeah. aspects like i like i am very much not a child at home i am no a child no yes. i mean it like sometimes you need help to get out of bed like, so I have to ring you some mornings because you've had a late night. Like, exactly. just little things. Like, it's only little stuff like that. Like, I, I don't mean I you genuinely really need me to feed. Like, I appreciate you doing that, though, because I've never had anyone do that for me beforehand. Like, it was always me being the person that looked after other people. Well, you've got you've got an advantage on your side, mate, when I get up at... before the, before, in the morning. Before the birds get out of bed. <laughs> But I think that's really nice, right? Because I would say that I've also been in a very similar situation as well. Yeah. Where my previous partner, he you know, didn't drive and like didn't have a job, didn't have a career, things like that. Had a bad relationship with his mom and I pushed him to get a license. He bought a car. He started to look at, you know, having a career in real estate and things like that. And then at the end of our relationship... I bought him a DSLR camera so he could pursue his hobby of like photography and things like that. And that kind of backfired on me more on that later, but like pertaining to this, like I think that being in a relationship where both people are carers is really nice. Like Aaron's also the same, right? He's also a really big carer. And I think that having two people that understand where you're coming from and care for each other, that's, that's sweet. I like I agree with you in that respect but at the same time it's a little bit hard sometimes because both of us are quite independent in our own regard around that because we've been the carers and that we've always had to do things for ourselves that like it's like it's almost like 
it's like little things, right? Like if there's something like in the sh- like on the shelf at the very top, like I won't ask Rory to go and get it for me. Like I will go and like find the little step ladder <laughs> thing that I have and like struggle and get it myself. Or like if I like want to buy something for him, like if I walk past the store and I see like a jacket that I think looks pretty and stuff like that. And, like, I want to buy it for him. He's just like, you don't need to do this for me. Like, don't buy me shit. But isn't that kind of nice that, like, I feel like your partner will kind of appreciate you a little bit more in that regard is because, like, they haven't experienced that before? Yeah, it isn't. Like, oh, no, don't get me wrong. Like, it's 100% nice. Like, I like, like, the... Like, the things that he does do that kind of, like, is his caring side. Like, I appreciate the fuck out of them. But then I don't know how to take them either because I'm just like, I'm not used to this. I feel This like is foreign for me. I feel like that's better than, like, if they just didn't appreciate it straight up. Oh, yeah. You know what 100%. I mean? And then, like you were saying, building a bridge, walking over it, and forgetting about you. Yeah. I feel like that kind of dynamic is a lot better than you know, Rory situation. Yeah. I know I had a bit of a moment when you went to Bali because the last partner I had to go away without me basically just went on like a dude spree. And I know that, I know you wouldn't do this, but this person went away to like a tattoo convention up the coast. And I found out when they come home that they took their ex-boyfriend with them and it was just a whole thing. And like... When yous went away and I was like, here we go. Here we go. Out Another, of sight, number out of two. mind. Out number of sight, two. out of sight, out of mind. I don't exist, especially in another country. How am I going to know what's happening unless I hear about it? Yeah. And like, it was nice because obviously you FaceTime me and everything. And I, and it's definitely not you. And as this is the whole topic, we're back on like what's happened in the past that shaped our traumatic, our traumatic fears and responses yes. to that. I was like, oh fuck, here we go. <laughs> My partner is off on a holiday. There's going to be drunk men because you're in another country where beers are like two cents each. And I was like, and then you told me, you're like, yeah, we got hit on last night. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> but then you're like, no, we made it firmly clear that we both have boyfriends. And I was like, I know that you would have. But it was just at the time I was like, oh, God, just let this. And it was so hard. Aww. But it was like, it was good because it like it not reassured me that not everyone's the same and i know and i never thought that of adelaide i never thought that of you danny like i know that if that situation arose which it did you two would both be like go the fuck away yeah mm. Mm. Or just pretend that we're lesbians. Yeah, this is my wife. 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 (laughs) Yeah, I got given a flower and I was like, for my wife. (laughs) Yeah, and they were like, that's rude, and I was like, I don't want it. Yeah, I don't want that shit. And that's like, I try like, and it's definitely not a trust issue thing. It was a. like we're saying, something that's, hap- something that's happened before and I was just like, oh God, you're left alone on a holiday with your friends. It's just, nope. It's going to happen. It happened before. It's going to happen again. It's good though that you can be so honest about it though. I, mm. I wouldn't say that a lot of people would be that honest and that forthright about it. They'd just be like, maybe like having a sook by themselves at home. Yeah. I think that kind of, like, I think that kind of comes from going through that trauma though. And then, like, actually working through it. Because, like, you know how you've got two different types of people that have, like, trauma in their lives? And you've got, like, the type that just repress it. Yeah. And don't talk about it. And, like, it's kind of, like, out of sight, out of mind. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm just going to, like, 
pack it up in a nice little box and put a bowl in it in the back of my mind and pretend that it doesn't exist there until it's like that's so bad it It is so bad it is really really bad but that unfortunately is the majority of people oh i used to do it 100 percent. yeah and i like i used to do it as well it wasn't until i actually started therapy that i started unpacking all of my trauma and like pulling each box out and being like oh look at this present but the like i think the second type of people are the ones that have gone through the trauma and actually like face it head on and think about it quite logically and rationally. Um, And I know that that's a little bit hypocritical of me saying that because I am like the most illogical person in the world. But like, I think you almost kind of like compartmentalize, like this has happened in the past. This is a situation where it can happen again. However, it is a different person. It is a different situation. It is like a completely different relationship. Let's rationalize it, which is pretty much what you did. And it's good that you, like, took it upon yourself and said that it's a me issue and not a you issue. Oh, 100%. That's why it's like, I knew it was nothing against... That's why I said to you when we spoke about it. I was like, it's not against you. But fucking hell, I was just like, oh! (laughs) But I was like the other day when you said to me, like, I have this habit of, like, if I've upset someone and I feel like they don't want to talk to me by way and they go, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong, but I know something's wrong. I will just go and do chores and leave them the fuck alone. Whereas you're like, I need reassurance that you're not mad at me and you're not going to leave me. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to do because you're not actually saying anything. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, the clothes need folding. I'm going to go fold clothes for an hour until you settle down. Whereas I like, and I think that's like my past trauma response as well. And like what I need from it, because in past relationships, when we have had a fight, I've always gotten the silent treatment as like a form of punishment. Yeah. And right. like I can like I can completely understand where Rory was coming from now that like we had like it wasn't a fight, it was a disagreement. We had a disagreement um about something. And he thought that I needed space. So he went off and started folding clothes and I was just like, Oh, here we go. Here's where the silent treatment comes in and mm. it's gonna take me to go up to him and be like I'm sorry, I didn't mean what I said or whatever it was. Let's sort this out. And it wasn't until, like, I like we had the conversation around what was going on that I said to him, like, I need reassurance once we've had a disagreement that we're okay. And I don't, like, if anything, I need less space from you. Like, mm. I need you to be in my space a lot more to give me that reassurance instead. And since then, we've been fine. That's good. Yeah. yeah. We don't argue, but... I don't see the point in having an argument. That was another thing that, like, the first time we had a disagreement, I was like, here we go. I'm going to get fucking screamed at for three hours. Because I've been yelled at. I've been told once when my partner was going. This is a real deep one for me, and it's real hard to talk about. I once had a partner tell me, maybe you should move back to your mum's because I'm going to kill myself. And I was like, what? So the first time that you got really upset over something... And like you were crying and you're a bit upset. And I was just like, oh, fuck, here we go. Am I about to get told to move back home again because you don't want to be on the planet? And then like that comes back to me. Like I'm obviously not a good enough partner. I And it was just like this rabbit hole of just like right. death. Spiraling. Oh, man. I, yeah. could, I could see him going down that rabbit hole though. But then I didn't know how to deal with it initially because I didn't know what was going on until we had a conversation about it afterwards. And I was just like, oh, fuck, like that's damaging Mm. like i know that i've been through some damaging shit with ex-partners but like that is incredibly damaging off of the back of that i'll give you guys a positive one Mm. right so in my past and maybe this is just like oh wait should we be talking about traumas (laughs) 
It doesn't have to be traumas per se. It can be things. It, it's more of a like things from your past that now give you judgments to the way people mm, act before yeah. you actually see how they react to them. Yeah. So my past relationship, my partner and I, we were very fiery people. And that was something that I really liked about him was that we we're really similar. And I was always like, I want to date someone just like me. No, you don't. <laughs> you absolutely do not. I was always like, I want to date someone who's adventurous, who's really outgoing, who's very similar to me. Regrets. Absolute regrets. Because when we fought, it was me and him going at it mm. with each other. And we would be screaming and yelling and all of that. And it was just like awful. So when you said like, you're expecting your partner to like be screaming at you and stuff. That used to be me. But off of the back of that relationship, I realized that there's really no point in getting like that upset. No, and, like, it no doesn't way. really resolve anything. So moving into the relationship that I have with Aaron now, like I always say this, but like I've screamed at him once. In the five years that we've been together, I've screamed at him once. And that was just because I was just so sick of it. Because he was always saying like, you always yell at me. And I was like, I don't yell i don't even let me raise... show you yelling yeah that was exactly the conversation i was like do you want to see me yell this is me yelling now can you believe that i actually yell at you he's yeah. like yeah you're right like you don't actually yell at me so off the back of that like i've don't get angry when we like have arguments like i'm obviously angry but i don't like outwardly express it anymore yeah. and I you do it that... you do it in the right tone and yeah. the, like you're not like full-blown screaming whereas you're you, just like you actually go the complete opposite of emotional when you guys have disagreements like you get real like how do i put it calm and analytical about it analytical mm. not necessarily calm but you <laughs> get Christina. real you get real rational and analytical like almost like it's almost like it's performance management absolutely Absolutely. I'm a performance manager's boy <laughs> to the right behaviors I want to see in this relationship we have. Yeah, well, yeah, I think I've noticed that, like, it's definitely changed me in that sense that, like, I don't think that it's very constructive to be yelling and screaming. Yeah. And when I see that behavior now, I'm just like, oh, like, that's terrible. Like, example, Nina and I went to get lunch this afternoon. Mm. And in the lunch line, we saw this girl and she just goes to her partner like, oh, no, I don't want to prawn like in front of everyone and everything like that. And we're just like, don't talk to your partner like that. Yeah. Right. There's like a way to communicate with someone. And like, I just feel like she hasn't obviously learned that way. Like, you just need to be like, hey, like, I don't feel like getting a prawn. But if you'd like to get one, you can have one. Yeah. But the fact that she immediately just started, like, raising her voice and was like, no, like, I don't want a prawn. Don't get that. It yeah. was just, like, really disrespectful kind of thing. That triggers, well, not triggers, but it, like, was like, ding, that time we had an argument in the shopping center. Yes. Dude. So I didn't realize that Adelaide and her one of her past boyfriends used to have full-blown arguments like that in shopping centers in front of people and and it was like re it was really bad like and that's like a like because he didn't know how to take it because when that happens like i shut down and i walk away i'm just like nope not doing this like fuck this shit um because me and one of my exes i'm not gonna say which one it was um but we like if we had a disagreement or whatever like they had zero care as to like where we were like whether or not we were in public or whether or not we were at home or anything like that 
But, like, they had a thing about raising their voice and yelling. Um, and they would do it quite often and they would get, like, quite mean as well. Mm. And, like, that for me is, like, a massive, like, a trigger for me. Like, particularly in public because I'm just, like, you don't, like, if you have a problem with something, say it. That's completely fine. But say it, like, in a nice, calm, controlled manner. Like, do not make a scene. And that, like, very much comes from, like, my upbringing of, like, you don't cause a scene in public ever. Yeah. Like, if you need to have a scene, have a scene at home, but you don't cause a scene in public at all. And I, like, my response from that is literally just to shut down and remove myself from the situation. So we had, like, an argument. It wasn't an argument. It wasn't an argument. It was a disagreement over a pair of pants. No, it wasn't even the pants that was the issue. Let me preface this by saying we went to go shopping for outfits for an engagement party mm-hmm. that we realized was a certain theme two nights beforehand. Correct. So and we when, didn't have a lot of time. And when we walked into, was it my center? My center. Wherever we ended up going shopping, that's irrelevant. I said, can you put your card away? Because Adelaide is the gift giving love language. I will buy you things. And I'm like, just let me buy my own clothes, please. Just so I can do it myself. Not because I'm like, I'm a man. I don't need a woman to pay for anything. Because if anything, I don't pay for much with Adelaide because she's too short and runs in and pays for it before I can. (laughs) Like, we have an ongoing battle on who pays first. We got all the way through the shops. We got to the last store where I had to buy a pair of pants. I tried them on. They fit. And before I could... And I said, do not pay for them, please. Understand that I want to pay for everything by myself here. So that was I'd his set boundary a, and I he said, said it. I that said was a, his boundary and he said it and I did not respect it. I basically, it. before I got my pants on, I heard the beep of the F-Pop machine and I was just like, no! <laughs> I was like so mad. I was like, I don't actually know what to do here because I don't, and I don't want to yell at the public because it's exactly what you said. Like everyone sees it and it's embarrassing. So I was like, you know what? I was like, thank you for my pants lady that owns the store and just, I was fucking gone. And she's I like, tailed it out of the store and I was just like, wait, where the fuck are you going? Yeah. And she was like, she didn't understand why I was mad. And I was like, dude, she's like, that's it. We're going home. I was like, all right, whatever. And we both sort of half cracked the shits and walked out. But then she's like, you need to not make a scene in public. I was like, I fucking didn't. I walked off. So there was no scene. But that to me was causing a scene. And then he, I don't know, he said something and I was just like, all right. And then I just started walking down an escalator and like left him there. And then he was just like, what the fuck is happening? Dude, and yeah. But then we talked about it and I was like, you need to understand that I asked for one thing from you. And it was like, I don't give a fuck. And I understood then that I had crossed a boundary that he had set really, really clearly. Mm. Even though I had the best intentions behind it. Mm. And we talked about it and it was fine. And then we went and had a nice dinner and then went home. Mm. I'm glad you guys sorted it. Everyone's still learning, right? Yeah, that was what... That story about old love yelling at her boyfriend was like... I remember like five weeks ago when we nearly had a public blow up. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was good. That was another thing. Like, I don't like fighting in public either. I don't like fighting in general, Well, yeah, of course. (laughs) Of course. Like, sometimes it's healthy to have like... I don't know, like to get some of that emotion out. It's a heated disagreement as per se. Correct. A heated disagreement is completely fine to have because it is just a difference of opinions. But like a full-blown fight, like I still firmly believe that that needs to be in a safe space. 
I've had my fair share of public arguments with Aaron, to be honest. Well, no, because see, that's the thing. Like, I've had, I've had too many public arguments where I'm just like, I do not want to be that couple. Like, yeah, I do not want not. to be the people that other people watch going like, oh, what the fuck is going on? Mm. Do you ever feel like there may be a friendship that something happened and it may have set up something as a prerequisite for friends? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think when I was young, I moved around a lot for school. So, like, I went to, like, three or four different primary schools kind of thing. And then I never really had a stable group of friends. But one thing that, like, always carried through was, like, I was always really afraid that people hated me. Or, like, people That's didn't like me. That's the people pleaser in you coming Yeah. Out. Absolutely. So much so that I would have dreams about it. Like at school, I would have nightmares about people like disliking me or not liking me. Mm. And so it would always be like my number one priority to make sure everyone was happy, make sure everyone was okay. And like everyone was in a safe and happy environment. Mm. And so it always really makes, I don't know if it like annoys me. It makes me really anxious when I see people like not enjoying like their time. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think what it also set up was that, like, I always used to want people to like me. Yeah. It triggers a response in you where you're like, if you're not having fun, you obviously don't like me. <laughs> and you're like, this is obviously on me that you're not enjoying yourself, even though I am. Yeah, I felt responsible. I feel responsible. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like that was probably one. As like, And I feel like that's quite normal. I think that's quite normal. Like, I think most people would have that. Mm. Just mm. not nightmares every day. But yeah. your friends not That's liking wild, you. eh? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Crazy. Another one that I've had was like, I brought it up with Adelaide a while ago. We were talking about like moving in together when my house settles properly. Oh, sorry. It has settled, but when I can properly have renters in there again. And we're like, we're going to split the bills. And I was like, yeah, okay. I've heard this chat before. And then it all ends up coming out. It was the same as like a story that I heard from a mate where he basically signed his house into his wife's name and it just went to shit and she kicked him out pretending like he didn't know who he was. Whereas I'm like, I was in a house and the furniture debt was in my name. The electronic debt was in my name. The rent was in both of our names, but then we split and it was like, Oh, well you can still pay the debt and half the rent and I'll keep everything. Yeah. Right. And I am still now eight years later paying debt off. See, like, that's really rough for, like, it sets up a precedent for your future relationship. Well, that's what we right? had. To, we had to have a deep conversation about it because I was like, if we split the bills, I, like, I've already detested having a joint bank account where both pays go in. Mm. I'm happy to have a joint bank account where the bills come out of. Yeah. Mm. But due to past trauma, I am like, nope, we are not having just one bank account. That is not happening. I still see it now with some of my friends and their partners, like, the wife controls the money and yeah. If, yeah. if he's lucky, she'll put 50 bucks on his card for him to get a carton of beer or have lunch that day. And it's like, I, nah. And that just irks me to the point where I'm like, I've been there and I don't know. Well, yeah. we're bankers, so we've seen our fair share of that, right? Well, I've been through my fair share of that as well. That's so true. Like, that's the thing. Like, And I think, because when, like, when we had that discussion, like, it was, it was a very, like, rational discussion like it was almost kind of like a business transaction in a way because like Rory had been taken advantage of financially in previous um, relationships but I had been taken advantage of in previous relationships as well financially like my first one 
like we had like literally a little mini empire and I walked away from that relationship with my car and like 20 grand and that was it like no property no nothing and like I had the threat of my super being taken away from me so I like we were very like rational when we spoke about that because that's a trauma response for me as well like I don't want to ever be put in a position where like my finances or my assets have the ability to be taken away from me because of somebody else as well Mm. which is also why I was like very adamant when like when Rory wanted to buy his house so he'd already like started that process before we'd even met but at one point like he was kind of going through like a should I shouldn't I kind of moment which is another again trauma response for me because I've been taken advantage of so many times in rental properties where I have gone back to live at home but still had to pay rent where I don't live so I'm like do I buy a house do I just rent one do I like I didn't know what to do Mm. and like I like I was really adamant with him because of what I'd been through I was just like no 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 like I have I have no doubts about where this relationship is going but I want you to have an asset that is in just your name that nobody can take away from you not so good, right? Like the support of Adelaide saying... Oh, 100%. Well. It works both ways. Like we spoke about that when I... Like we do live together now, but obviously I'm still paying my mortgage. When it gets to the point that I can have my house as an investment property, we're going to sign documents that basically say, I can't take Adelaide's house off her if even though I contribute to it. Yeah. Which I'm completely fine with because I have been in the same situation where it's like, I have signed off on all these con- financial contracts for washing machines, fridges, houses, furniture. And then it's like, you can go back to your mum's house with a pillow and a TV. And like fun. X amount of debts. Correct. Yeah. 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 Which again, like I wouldn't be able to name how long it's been that I've just been. Thankfully, I have loving parents that pay it all out. Now I just pay them. But it's still a debt that. It's still a debt that you from have. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Crazy choices, which triggers a response in everyone's. It's like, oh, we should get this at a long-term period and we'll pay it off together. And it's like, oh, nope. don't think so, mate. <laughs> Let's not do that, please. My brain's just instantly like, not happening. Yeah, exactly. I have one that might relate to both of you guys. Mm-hmm. So off of the back of my ex-partner, how I said that I you know, supported all of his dreams and everything like that. Towards the end of our relationship, he was getting into his photography business, right? Mm-hmm. So he starts, and we've been dating for like almost two years. So I, I know him pretty well at this point. I know that he doesn't have any like girlfriends. Most of his friends are guys. Like I just know who he is. And basically at that point, he's having an emotional breakdown with his friends, with his family, with his mom, whatever. And I was like, you know what? You do you. I'll give you some time, some space to like just sort your shit out yeah exactly and i'm quite an independent person so like i just do my own thing and you just do your own thing like i don't really care it doesn't make me insecure at that point and then when we met back up after like maybe two weeks he came and slept over and in the morning when i woke up i picked up his phone and i just saw maybe like 20 messages to 20 different girls with like notifications and stuff. Mm. There was only like 5% battery on there. So I went in and looked at them and all these messages were like, Hey baby, like I can date you non-romantically. We can go meet up and watch like 50 shades of gray, like stuff like that. And I was just, I was distraught as you would be. Yeah. 
And I know that people don't say like that's cheating, but to me it was like the intention. Oh, the intention was a hundred percent there. Absolutely. Which then like translates to me now. Like I'm super insecure in my relationship in the sense that I always feel like my partner's going to leave me, mm-hmm. like for some other person or develop a relationship with another girl, which is where that trauma response comes from. Mind you, I've worked through it and I'm a lot better now, but like it still doesn't really go oh, away. It's always going to be there though. Like it is 100% always going to be there because I have the exact same, or not the exact same, but a very similar trauma response that Rory has the pleasure of having to deal with all the time um, around abandonment. Mm. And like, and where that comes from, because like we had a conversation beforehand around his career and where he was like going and stuff like that, and like he's like Living he's worked, dream. Well, he's worked really like labor intensive, right? And like his body can't take that for a very long amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we like we started talking about him like getting into the banking industry and what that would look like for him. And I'm, like, super, like, supportive of it. And I think that he would do really well in it. But it also brought up, like, a lot of insecurity in me from previous relationships, from both of my previous relationships. Because the first one, he was a mechanic and then had his little mentee be and decided that he didn't want to be a mechanic anymore. And I got him a job in the bank. And that was, like, the beginning of the end of our relationship because, like, his entire, like, friend group changed. Like, his persona changed. Like... He, like, very much became a different person, but then ended up cheating on me with one of his customers. Yeah, right. And I was just like, that never would have happened if he didn't work in the bank. Yeah. Because, like, in the workshop, he was surrounded by family and boys, and, like, he wouldn't have had the opportunity to cheat on me with, like, a colleague or a workmate or, like, a customer or anything like that because you don't have, like lengthy intensive interactions with your customers as a mechanic it's pretty much like this is what's wrong with your car this is how much it's going to cost yeah um and then my second relationship where he like we met in the bank um and then he moved to a different bank because it was like a little bit of a conflict of interest with us dating um and then he started developing a relationship with one of the girls there and she got like very emotionally attached to him and like I had the conversation with him where I was just like you realize that this chick is into you right like it is like a hundred percent like she's got a crush on you and she wants to be with you even though she knows that you have a partner and he's just like oh no she's just being really friendly and all of that kind of stuff but it got to the point where like they were messaging each other every single day after work for like hours at a time and he didn't see anything wrong with that at all so when Rory was talking about wanting to come and join the bank I was just like on one side of it I was just like he would do well and it would be good and like it would be beneficial for our relationship as well going forward but then at the same time I'm just like I can see history repeating itself and it's not that I don't trust him I don't trust other people Mm. So like it like it took like a really long conversation as to like why I had that response because like he didn't really know how to take it at first because I was just like yeah that sounds like a great idea and then I just shut down and he was just like what the fuck is going on <laughs> what did I do man <laughs> yeah because yeah, that came preface off I went to the doctor and I'm like this part of my body's broken this part and I just he's like you should probably get out of the construction industry as fast as you can yeah. And I'm like, okay, 
<laughs> I don't know. Banking. Well, it wasn't even that. Like, yeah. But that was a plausible cause for that. But like, I know I had once, I've told Adelaide about this. I was with my per girlfriend at the time. And as far as I knew, we were still together. But she, later on down the track, I found out that she would go to work at night. But she would just go to other dudes' houses and, as you would expect, do that sort of stuff. Mm. And we'd be, like, sitting on the couch watching TV or whatever, and her phone would just keep going off. Mm. And I'm like, what the what's going on? And it was just, like, Snapchat, Messenger, and it was the same thing. Like, But I couldn't even see it. Like, she was that good that she kept it off her. And that's what I found really weird with Adelaide. She's like, oh, just go through my phone. Like, I don't care. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, because... We love Adelaide, but she is like the most popular person I've ever met. That thing does not stop dinging, ringing, and making the clicks. I don't ring. even notice it. Which is fine. And like, it is not. But for me, when I heard that for the first few weeks, I'm like, oh, fuck. Here we go. Oh, my goodness. This has just clicked into like, I'm literally sitting on the couch watching someone like texting and giggling and like taking selfies to other dudes. And I'm like, oh, fuck. But then. Like, I've obviously, like, we're chill and we can, like, we pick up each other's phones all the time. But for the initial, I was just, like, triggered, just, like, sent just the downward spiral of, like, oh, here we go. History's repeating itself. At least we were only, like, I don't know, a month in of dating at that time, not two years. So. But that's a big one for me, though, phones. Same. Like, phones is a really big one. Like, I am not the type of person to go through somebody's phone at all bitch i'll go through that shit if i need to no bro. see that's the thing like I, i've only like, done it once and i found out which is like i'm like i don't want to anymore and that's the mm. thing like i've only ever gone through a partner's phone once and that was that was the day that i found out that nick had been cheating on me and we were overseas and like that was nine years into the like into a relationship that i'd actually like gone into a phone with the intent of trying to find something mm. whereas like beforehand like we'd use each other's phones all the time for like everything like if i wanted to like google something and his phone was closer to me than mine like i would just pick up his phone and go through google and we never had a problem with that and it was only the fact that when we were in the airport that he tried to like hide something off his phone when i tried to lean over and show him something on mine and i was just like that's not normal like that's never happened before but like phones is a really big one for me which is why like I won't go through someone's phone, but at the same time, like, I get really triggered if someone, like, tries to, like, hide their phone or, like, the whole, like, face down. Like, yeah. as soon as you, like, put your phone, like, and, like, it's not even that if you initially put it face down, like, that's fine. But if it's, like, face up on the table and then you turn it over, I'm just like, there is something happening here. We like, had We had to have a discussion about that because, like... I hate my phone making noise or if I'm watching ga- or watching TV anime or playing games, I have it face down because I don't want it to light up. Mm. I look at it, miss what I'm supposed to read from anime. Yeah. And then she's like, what is your phone face down? I'm like, because I don't like, I, <laughs> I am trying to avoid its distraction. Whereas yeah. I'm the complete opposite and I make an effort to make sure that my phone is always face up because... I feel like I want that reassurance from my partner, but I need to also give the same reassurance. Like, Rory never goes through my phone, like, ever. But if it's there and he wants to go through it, that's fine. Like, he's been, like, told explicitly that he can go through anything in my phone except for the notes app. That's it. That's yeah. where she hides all the dirt. 
I think Aaron and I have something similar as well, where in his past relationship, his partner would always go through his phone to find something to See, be upset so about. That's though. toxic. That is do. very, very toxic. And so for him, he's very protective about his phone now, right? Because he's like, oh, it's mine. Like, I do what I want to do with it. So that's it. his trauma response from someone. Yeah. So Correct. Always going through their phone. But my trauma response is that, like, I don't like it when people hide their phone away from me because of what happened. Yeah. Right? Well, see, I don't hide it. It's out in plain sight in front of us. Yeah. But, like, my phone is on silent, especially because I don't want it to distract me, make noise. The only time it's on loud is when I'm expecting a phone call and I need to hear it. Yeah. I have it on silent in the car because I don't want to make noise through the Bluetooth. I have it on silent in the gym because I don't want to make noise through the Bluetooth. I don't want to hear my phone go off. Mm. And Adelaide's like, your phone's face down. Who are you talking to? And I'm like, (laughs) mate, I don't talk to anyone most of the time. If there's anything, it's my gaming Snapchat group or my (laughs) gaming messenger group. And that is about it. Unless it's Craig Brown or Jesse Bloom ringing me, my phone doesn't even ring. Yep. So, like, Adelaide, I'm very open with my phone. I'm like, here, like, you can use my phone, whatever type of thing. But when I see, like, Aaron's trauma response of, like, this this is, like, I don't want you to see something that might get you upset. Like, that's why yeah. he's, like, more protective of it because he's just like, I don't want you to see that I'm just, like, talking to my friend and then, you're like, you're getting upset about it yeah, type of thing. 100%. Yeah, 100%. It triggers both of us, which is, like... So terrible. Does How do you guys sense? deal with that then? Oh, we worked past it. We've been How together you... for five years. Yeah, that's true. Like, it's fine. We had a talk about it. Like, I spoke to him about why I feel insecure when he hides his phone. Mm. And then he spoke to me about why he hides his phone. Let's see, thing. that goes back to what we talked about in the last episode. Communication. Yeah. Communication well, that's is what, That's what you and I said. It's like, I don't have an issue. If you want to pick up my phone while it's face down and see what's going on, it is there. Take it. I have zero. I have nothing to hide. I literally have it face down so that I can't see it light up and it doesn't make noise while I'm trying to concentrate on things. So yeah, like after that conversation, I felt more comfortable about it. And he then was like, hey, like you can use my phone whenever you want. And I'm like, to be honest, I don't really care. Like, I don't really want to look at your phone. You don't I just want, need to. Anymore. Yeah. But you like, just want the I just want the option to. Yeah. I want 100%. you to like, mm. be like, no, like you can't use my phone. Just use your own. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? What yeah. are you trying to hide? Yeah. Yeah. It just gives that the wrong preface that he's hiding something when he's not, but it's, he's like, oh shit. You he's, can't touch my phone because you're... It's like an yeah. instant response that you kind of like need to talk yourself through. Yeah. He's basically like, oh, the new girlfriend wants to have a look at my phone just so she can find something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like that was never like the But see, yeah, he, he doesn't understand that. Well, he wouldn't have understood that. Yeah. Which I completely get. I get it. I do. I get it. All right, guys. Well, I mean, that was a pretty heavy... And deep loaded conversation. Yeah, it was actually. <laughs> that was great. What we take it. from it is that we all have a lot of trauma. And from deal our past with it. Everyone has deal trauma. with your trauma. Yes. Talk about it. See a therapist. Meditate. Do something. Exactly. Don't box it. Do not repress that shit. Do not repress your trauma. All right, guys. Don't repress your trauma. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Not Gonna Mess This Up. We release new episodes every Monday and you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts at Not Gonna Mess This Up. Well, we've lived it so you don't have to. We hope you're taking notes because we're we're not not gonna mess this up. up.